This podcast is brought to you by Viking Capital, your best friend in swimming pool financing for over 20 years. Hey, thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. I'm here today with Rick Chafee, one of the founding members of Ask the Masters. He's a veteran expert, designer, and one of the most well-known personas in the pool industry. He's also owner of Red Rocks Pool and Spas, probably one of the most widely respected pool companies in the country. How are you doing today, Rick? I'm doing very good. How are you? I'm well. Hey, Rick, um, the reason I wanted to ask you uh, to come on the show today is uh, basically I wanted to talk to you about uh, backyard resorts, things like that. But for folks who don't know you or don't know what you're all about in the pool industry, why don't you just give us a little bit of background about who you are, what Red Rocks does, and uh, what, what your role is in the pool industry. So we are, I own both the general contracting firm and a pool building firm, and both of them are design build um, companies. So we, we started off as a general contractor about 25 years ago. Uh, at about five years in, we entered the pool market as well. Um, early on, we weren't a design firm much at all. I mean, we pretended to be designers like a lot of pool builders do early on without any real knowledge or education about what we're doing. We made pretty pictures and hoped and got our subcontractors to help us through the stumble through being a builder. Um, but slowly and surely we, over the years, we decided to get an education and get more thoroughly involved in the, the entire process and also started building a team. Um, we, now, we now have almost 40 employees and we do design build construction projects, mostly in Arizona, but we worked out of state multiple times. We've got projects in Dallas and in Colorado right now. Um, and we do consulting and uh, design and consulting across the country and even out of the country now um, because we've got a design team of about six people, um, two licensed architects, a civil engineer, and three drafters. So um, we were able to you know, provide design services now to multiple different parties and many pool builders that, that aren't even our own company. Um, and then we do all of our own projects as well, locally and abroad. And then, you know, once I got kind of hooked into the education world, I decided to, you know, Dig it even deeper to become, um, you know, one of the staff members and faculty now. Both one early on at Genesis for, for many years, um, and now one of the faculty members over at Watershape University. So heavily, heavily involved in the in the pool world at all levels, hoping to uh, you know keep our keep our our team and our company learning and, and working at the highest levels, but also trying to give back and help other pool builders that are looking to better themselves and, and, and just do a better job of uh, creating a good industry and, and creating great projects. Yeah, I know you work very closely with Dave Penton. He was also on the Pool Magazine podcast and speaks very highly of you. And I know your body of work is super impressive. Basically, I wanted to talk to you today about some of the spectacular backyard resort water parks that you guys are building. I was hoping you could guide me through that process on how you connect with a homeowner that wants a project of that magnitude. I mean, what are the, some of the steps involved in a project of that size? Well, you know, it, there's there's many levels of projects and then there's many levels of, of involvement, right? And so the biggest, a lot of times it takes a lot of time to start building that kind of clientele um, so that you get the opportunity to work on projects like that. And, it, and on every one of those jobs, almost anyway, almost all of them, it requires an entire team of individuals. We are one of the designers that are usually involved or one of the major players um, but we then bring in on our own accord, multiple consultants, or we sometimes are brought in just as consultants um, to kind of piece together. When we start getting to projects, we, you know, one of the current projects we're working on, you know, the outdoor environment budget is eight and a half million dollars. So we've got a ton of different moving parts that we are 
certainly not the expert on all of them. And so we, like many of our projects, bring in, uh, you know, many other experts to help us not only be not, not necessarily on the creative side, but on the, how do you do it side? Because we get into some hydraulics, some structural engineering, and even, you know, one of the, the that same project has got a shark tank. We've got a 30,000 gallon saltwater reef tank that we're building. So, you know, sort of structurally and cosmetically and, and, you know, we, we can do, we can figure that part out, but then we need to get involved in life safety and life support for the fish and access and, and all those parts. Then we start bringing a number of other consultants, but it usually is a big team of, of, of individuals working together on multiple different aspects. And so part of it is you've got to start building a body of work to where you start making those, those connections and getting the requests. Um, and that's just something you got to build over time. As long as your creativity you know, and, and concepts are able to get people's people's uh, admiration, and then you're able to pull them off. You can slowly build that body of work to where those projects start getting bigger and, and bolder, and you get drawn in. You know, one of the cool things about being a design firm is, you know, there's not, I mean, I don't know how many $8 million outdoor environments there are on a residential basis in the, in the whole country, but there's very few. And so if you're, if you're only local, you're only going to get pulled into one of those, you know, like winning the lottery. Now that we work more abroad and, and design for all, all kinds of different pool builders and, and architects, that allows us to have way more opportunities to get involved in a higher number of those kind of projects. There was one project that I wanted to talk to you about that I know had gotten a little bit of press before, but it wasn't completed yet. Uh, basically, it was a, a client purchased two homes and knocked them down and uh, was building like this one really large property with like uh, this full scale resort uh, backyard water park. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yep, that is that's actually the same one that has the shark tank. So um, that one, that that project alone has the shark tank we just talked about. You know, it's got a flow rider surf machine, um, this full size commercial you know, thousand horsepower surfing machine. This one's actually unique because it's the second one they've built. that's actually designed on the same platform as like an inflatable paddleboard or a rigid um, inflatable boat. So we can actually deflate the system. And then we've got, because of that, we're going to deflate it and have a transversing hydraulic deck system that closes it off from, from view and from UV rays. So when it's not in use, so it doesn't look like a big inflatable jump toy in the backyard. It's also got a lazy river tied to it. Uh, the main pool section, as well as big grottos and underground water features, and then a go-kart track tunnel that actually goes all the way underneath part of that river for a few hundred feet, and then comes back out and goes back up to grade. So it's it's got soup to nuts plus the landscaping. It, it that that project just adds up to you know 50 different small design projects, and and we've got six different consultants to try to put all that together. Now, who are you working with on that project? So White, Whitewater West is the manufacturer and designer of the Flowrider system. So they are one of our consultants and suppliers. Um, Aquatic Glazing is the design slash supplier of the acrylic panels for the shark tank. <clears throat> we actually have some in the floor of the river that goes over the tunnel. Aquatic, uh, I'm trying to think of the name, name of the company that's doing the life support systems. Um, they're out of Florida. I'll think of their name in a minute. I'll certainly send it to you, but um, they're doing all the life support and design for the um, shark exhibit. We then have um, Brandon Corp is a structural engineer out of Dallas. Um, they're doing all the structural engineering for the aquatic environments. And 
we are as a, as a company doing the design and engineering for the cart barn and the for the storing of the go-karts and the pavilion and the grottos. So there's there's all those moving parts and all those people involved to make all that work and come together. And to be clear, folks, I mean, this is somebody's home we're talking about. This is a residential pool. This is not a uh, Six Flags, uh, you know, Raging Waters type of park over here. I mean, this is an incredible uh, project that Rick's been working on with a uh, who's who in the pool industry probably for like the last, uh, I don't know what, two years, right, Rick? Yeah, I mean, the design phase alone was was like a 14 to 16 month process. Um, we are just about wrapped up with the main casting of the shark tank. So, and since the shark tank is positioned between the basement and the swimming pool, we had to get that completed so we can then tie the pool back to it. Because in this scenario, you can swim in the pool and look through the shark tank in the basement or vice versa. So obviously there's a lot of different parts to tie all that together and then get it to, to build up out of the ground. So we're just about done with the hardest structural and, and, and uh, detail work of the shark tank so we can actually start constructing the pool and the balance of the outdoor environments. How do these guys know to seek you out, Rick? I mean, basically, I mean, I know you're one of the top guys in the industry, but, you know, how did they uh, how did they know to tap you on the shoulder for this project? Um, I, again, I think it all, you know, this was this is a local project. So that turned out to be, you know, highly beneficial. And in my market, just like any market, some of these bigger pool projects, there's only a few guys that have had the opportunity to be able to work on them. You know, I, I think that's built off a of reputation and a little bit of luck. Um, and the ability to, to design some of the projects that we're doing now. And a lot of that's coming from experience. So it's, it's no different than a, you know, a commercial general contractor that starts off building little condo complexes and ends up building sky rises. It takes a lot of that's time, no matter how much you try to accelerate your, your capacity, it takes time and opportunity to be able to do that. And then you got to be able to pull them off throughout that process. So you get called again, custom home builder, same thing. You start off building, you know, either tract homes or really small entry-level customs. And over the time of 15 to 20 years, you start getting into much bigger and grander projects. And as long as you keep doing the right things and elevating your team, then you can keep getting that next bigger bite. And so for us, over the last 25 years, built a lot of relationships locally and abroad with design teams or general contractors. This one happens to be a general contractor we've done other projects for. So he knew to seek us out um, on the design side of this job and, and, and build, of course. So it really worked out because we were, we were sort of a shoe in, uh, you know, there's certainly other teams across the country that can pull off this kind of project, but they're few and far between. So it allows us to, to be able to narrow that, that opportunity down to a pretty small number. Of course. I mean, this isn't the first large project uh, or project of this magnitude that you've worked on. I mean, you've got a, a long list of projects like this under your belt. I mean, you have so much visibility and so many people watching the kind of stuff that you put out. Does it ever give you like a little bit of uh, awkwardness or unsettling feeling? And I know that, you know, everybody in the industry is watching what you're doing. You know, not really. I think um, I will tell you, we've learned to become humble. Um, I don't think we always were. I, I am sure that, you know, 10 years ago we were cocky and arrogant because we had gotten some, you know, luckily fell into a couple of jobs. Maybe we did or didn't deserve. I think we have learned, you know, and, and got to a point because we were young and naive thinking, well, we're the only guys that can do this stuff. The reality is, look, there, if you're, if you look around and you pay attention, there's a lot of good companies that do some really, really unique projects. But, but when I say a lot, we're talking dozens. Um, and so 
one of the things we tried to do as a business early on is, is seek the, the area where there's nobody else working. Right. So like if you're a, you know, when you're, when you're in the pool industry, there's, there's on the production side, there's dozens and hundreds of companies that build production pools and they're good at it. But there's a lot of competition where there wasn't, was at the very, very high end. There was very few companies that were doing it and even fewer that were doing it well. You know, we as an industry tend to fall on our face a lot. And especially when we step outside of the kidney shaped pool that's buried and try to lift, you know, lift it out of the ground and build it off the side of a cliff. We, we haven't done a good job as an industry of doing that correctly and being real successful without a lot of problems. And so it was easy for us to recognize there was a void at the really high end, at least especially in my current market here, to where if we were to capitalize and really focus on that, we, we would slowly separate ourselves from a lot of the other competition so that that number got smaller. So we weren't out there trying to sell against, you know, 10 other companies. We were out there maybe selling against one or none. Sometimes, um, as is the case with this job, we, this is not the type of project you even have to, you know, we, we, we were, we were kind of hired as the build and design team before there was even numbers to the project. One, because conceptually we've done some really amazing stuff in the past. We've got incredible designers and software operators in our office that can really blow your socks off with, with concepts and 3D images and video work. So those alone kind of get us drawn into stuff pretty quickly. But the fact that we've pulled it off multiple times really lets us kind of step in there and work with a client, open the books up and, and design their dreams and then figure out how to build it at whatever cost that might be. Yeah, I mean, with projects of this scope, I mean, you've got to have elite, you know, your creme de la creme, uh, uh, maybe half dozen cool companies around the, the country or around the world that can tackle projects of this kind of scope. I mean, uh, what do you do to differentiate yourself against other best-in-class guys like that? You know, I think at this point, we don't have to as much because there's so few of us that do this work that we we rarely overlap each other, right? So I, I think that remember, remaining humble and remembering that there's other guys out there that can help you and, and knowing, look, the, the most humbling thing to know is when you don't know what you're doing, ask for help. And I that's where I've seen most other firms that try really tough stuff fail because they conceptually they pull they have a great concept the project might be a great opportunity but they don't go the extra step to find out how to do it or hire the right team to help them do it mostly out of pride and that's what i think holds most of these companies back because a job like this is either a career maker or a career killer you know if, if you don't have the right type of contracts in place if you don't have the right ability to budget and work with the clients and keep the relationships together you know, the $8 million project is, is, you know, for some people, a hundred pools. And, and if you screw that, so you, you could, you can, out of a hundred pools, you screw up a few of them. It doesn't kill you, but you take a project this size and screw it up. If you aren't really well versed in what you're doing and haven't assembled the right team, you, you'll put yourself out of business pretty quickly. So it, you know, I don't think we, we so much differentiate anymore. We just do our best to, to always put our best foot forward and <clears throat> share, share our knowledge. And, and I think we get, more projects nowadays from working and helping other pool builders than we ever did by trying to be better than them. You know, on the education side and on the Ask the Master side, we spent a lot of time helping get our knowledge and other people's knowledge like ours out there. And I will tell you that that brings more work through my door from pool builders who have been enlightened to the idea that, hey, I can hire a pool builder to help me do something and it not be a, you know, a conflict of interest or a competition. Yeah. I mean, I know that Watershape University is definitely something that is helping guys become better builders, better designers, understand hydraulics in the pool a lot better. What is your role 
in uh, in Watershape University. Yeah, I mean, at this sta- stage with them, um, I'm 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 a faculty member, so I teach classes, and obviously we haven't done anything face to face since the pandemic hit. But we've we've done some online programs. I guess we've done a couple face to face, and I've been involved with them a little. They're now just really kind of rolling out and getting back to face to face education, and some of it. You know, some of what they're doing at Watershape is going to be continue to be online, but there's such an importance to face to face with some of the higher detailed stuff. I work on that behalf, and then I'm, you know, and then I'm I work together with Dave uh, Penton and Dave Peterson and Michael Nance and Bill Drakeley on kind of the advisory role too to where we're going to direct us and where education should go, how to how to get it to the markets correctly. So at, at that level, you know, I don't have any ownership in their group, but I ha- we have the respect for each other to where, and then we just did this not three weeks ago. We all flew out to California and sat down and, and, and kind of did that whole planning uh, meeting to figure out where we're going to go next. Um, and there was other players there too. We had, you know, we had Kevin Cobabe there. We had Lauren um, there. We had Eric Herman there. So we, we, we brought us all together and said, Let, let's talk through how we take Watershape to the next level. You know, Genesis was one of the, one of the key, one of the original founders of education in our industry. Um, and that's where I got a ton of my education. And that's where a majority of us from Watershape University have come from or built, built ourselves through. Watershape University is just kind of the newer version of that with, without the corporate businesses that we can now direct ourselves a little bit better and not be controlled by the masses um, of corporate nature. So it, it's, it's the, the future is super bright for the pool world because of that. Now, I'm a member of the PHDA, and I know they took over the Genesis program and that they're helping... Yep to uh, keep that program going. They're still doing things in order to uh, put out uh, new programs and uh, new things to grow the program and new ways to entice people to join the program. And I know that uh, the members of Watershape University, the founding members over there, are all, uh, we're all at one time either instructors over there or advisors or some way closely connected with Genesis. I mean, what is, the, what is the number one thing, I mean, for guys in the pool industry that are trying to make a determination about which program is best for them in, in terms of uh, pursuing their higher educational pursuits, I mean, what would you say are the differentiators between the two programs? I know when I had Dave on, Dave said that it was just the difference between how you can matriculate between, you know, one level to the next. But I mean, you know, what would you say is, is the number one thing that, that makes the two programs? Stand well, apart? I, I think when it comes to education, my, I think the main goal for everybody is to get involved, right? I think that regardless of its watershed for Genesis or PHTA, look, the, the goal in this thing is get educated because that's the, that's the part that's been missing really for such a long time from our industry. So if we, so take away from that is, the first thing is get an education. And because it's timed differently in different places, that's that's got to direct you some. I would tell you, you know, I, I'm going to be biased because I've, I've left one and went to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the reality is the majority of the major players all left to start a different program. And so one is, and it, and it was, there was, there was many reasons and it's, it doesn't need to be belabored what we, why we did that. But the, the main reason was, is we wanted to be able to not be controlled by, by production pools and production desires. We wanted to maintain the integrity of the education, but we also wanted to grow it in the right direction. And, and we didn't feel like we could do that based on where PHTA has always wanted to go as a, as a group. You know, it, it has always been more driven towards production pool builders. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's a whole different market segment that they totally own. And, and, there's, and, there, and I'm not knocking that segment either. I, we are, as a company, we suck at building production pools because we're not very efficient. And we don't know how to manage that kind of customer level. 
as far as numbers of clients. On the, on the other end, the opposite is exactly true. We are very good at doing high-end, very important high-end customers, knowing how to manage the different type of clientele and levels of attorneys and uh, NDAs and the part, all the parts that move. And that's the focus of our business. Watership University is trying to teach the highest levels of education and, and turn it more into a truly education program. What, you know, Genesis evolved over time. And what it became was kind of a, you know, a, a bunch of different piles of, of my, 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 my presentation and Paula Benedetti's presentation and Skip Phillips' presentation that we did on PowerPoint pieces of parts. But they were, they were chunks that, that didn't necessarily correlate from start to finish of a pool construction program, for instance. What Watership University did and has on all their courses already is stepped it back completely and said, let's turn this into a program of education that is more like an entire textbook. So when we, when we talk about how to, when, when you start the excavation of a pool project and you cover excavation and soils and you go all the way through the process to turn over to the client, we're talking about the same projects in the same format, and same language and, and voice and actually put it in a textbook format, not a PowerPoint presentation that doesn't really have the right backups, the right graphics, the right detail. And so Drakeley and Peterson have went, worked exhaustively at this point to recreate the, 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 not just the idea of the program, but take the ideas that we were using before and turn them into an actual educational textbook level certified class. And that's the, that's the biggest difference I know. And that's the difference we wanted to take it to. Um, and the guys were putting a lot of effort into that, but it wasn't coming into fruition. So Watershape University came about because we were tired of being held back from making the right changes to the education program. And I think Dave Peterson and Drake Lee, number one, they were the key guys that made the education program what it was with Genesis from the get-go. They, they, they were the guys creating the environment, creating the, the uh, getting it approved and ASN approved, all that stuff. They were the guys. And so they stepped away knowing they were getting, they could do better without being held back by, by a, a bigger corporation. And so they stepped away, take some time away from presenting and reconfigured all their works so that now we have the highest level construction program and advanced construction program and hydraulics. And, and they're built now as a true education process and like a textbook, not, a, you know, not a pile of different presentations with six different guys. I mean, you take in a lot of these programs yourself. I mean, do you feel people learn better through online programs or through personal one-on-one -on -one interaction? I know COVID kind of held you guys back from getting your program out of the gate, uh, kind of coincided directly with when you were launching it. Everybody learns better face-to-face. -face. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody can learn better face-to-face. -face. However, that's also been holding us back as a, as a group because we were only teaching at locations at certain times of the year. And that made it, you know, very difficult and much more expensive for, for people to be able to travel to, you know, if you're on the East coast and have to travel Las Vegas and spend four or five nights in a hotel and an airfare and dinners and lunches and breakfast and do all that stuff and pay for education. So it's not always practical. So what, what Watershape is currently doing, you know, they've already, they've already put it together. It's now completely available online hour by hour. The, 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 the preliminary construction course is 24 hours. Each segment can be done on your own time. And we felt like, like, like um, entry, you know, the entry to construction was a program that we could run that way. We, we weren't sure we could pull it off in advance because advanced gets so much more technical and a lot more questions and time involved. And so currently we haven't tried to put 
um, advanced construction into an online presence, but we, we felt comfortable doing, you know, basic construction that way. And, and we might even get more comfortable doing both of them that way. But I think you're going to have to have a mix of both. You know, hydraulics is going to get, you know, it's getting bounced around how we're going to handle hydraulics. The intensity and requirement of doing hydraulics is, is pretty thorough. I mean, it, it if you, if the, the class taught by Dave Peterson that he originally and created probably the best class of all at Genesis when it was there. And, and certainly they can't, they won't be able to repeat it no matter what they do. His class now on the, on the Watership University side is, is the, the best class any pool builder in the entire country can ever take. Um, whether you got to fly and spend 10 grand to take it, or you got to, you got to be close to home and spend a few thousand to take it, or you, if it's going to be available online, I, if you're a guy like me that wants to do kind of, you know, higher level work or any level work, once you start taking a class like that, you will get sucked in and, and realize how little you knew and how much more you have to learn. And for me, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get any more fast enough. And so I traveled the world chasing these guys around wherever there were, um, Watershape's now trying to do everything they can practically to have more venues, more opportunities. We're going to have pilot programs where we'll have, it'll be taught the same class in four different places at the same time, but have instructors in place at those locations, trying to make it way more convenient for the pool builders so they so they quit making excuses why they can't do it. Now that the country's opening back up, Rick, are you guys going to be uh, making a presence at the expos? I mean, are you guys going to be in Dallas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. We've the Watership University group has um, multiple classes going to be going on in Dallas. We've got, you know, I think advanced construction in Dallas for sure. I believe hydraulics will be in Dallas as well. I have to look. Um, I don't know if they've given a full printout um, and acceptance of all of them yet, but absolutely, we're going to be at, at multiple venues across the country wherever we can. And then we're starting. You know, one of the other heavy um, anticipated things we've been doing is working with vendors. And, and other locations be putting on educational programs, not just international shows, so that we can, like I said, hit multiple areas at once or hit better locations for everybody involved and work around, you know, the pool industries. Um, some of us, not here, we, we're not cyclical here, but most of the other parts of the countries have cyclical times where they have time off and time on. Um, so we're working around that too. But yeah, you'll see that if you look at the watershapeuniversity.org website and look at where what's going on, they've got those a lot of schedules already posted and, and lots of opportunities for online stuff, as well as providing shit tons of free online stuff. Um, they're doing, you know, they do a webinar every Wednesday that covers all kinds of killer stuff that gets you, gets you drawn in a little bit to see what kind of the programs they are. And, and most of them are put on by top-notch instructors. A lot of times Dave Peterson, I think Penton's done one. Um, you know, we're, there's, they're doing a great job of getting, online education available and at, at little bites, which is the easiest way to take it. And that, and that's, you know, that was why me and Dave started doing water or ask the masters too, was we needed a way to be able to give other opportunities for education, especially for hands-on stuff. And same thing, COVID kind of kicked our ass a little bit where we couldn't keep doing some of them, but that's going to slowly get back, drop, brought back up and we'll start having programs in, a, in conjunction with Watershape University so that we have, you know, either tours or hands-on construction stuff and, you know, real, real live education. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love the Ask the Masters podcast. It's probably one of my favorite. Well, and you know, what's funny is the podcast is, is great and we, and we're, and we're continuing to work and grow that. It's tough when you're, everybody's busy, but more importantly, what grew out of the podcast is our Ask Masters Facebook group too. Mm-hmm. We get, you know, it, we've, we have provided massive access to, um, 
to a whole bunch of people to get good answers, tons of you know interaction between people. We get simple posts that get 50, 60, 80 responses to people on, on when they ask questions. And it's, you know, other than trying to moderate some of the, some of the crass or, 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 uh, you know, people chewing on, on each other for no reason the, the end result is it's a great place that people come to get all kinds of general information. It's searchable. And we're, we're just about ready to kick off an actual Patreon members group of that as well. It's going to give you even more direct access to masters that, that will give you direct phone call time and, early access to education, early access discounts to other education. So slowly but surely that's going to keep growing, but it's been, you know, surprisingly interactive, which gets, you know, that again, we are the, we are the best to help each other when we try to lift each other up and we get so much out of it. It's, it's really beneficial. How did you get started with Dave Penton and uh, getting the Ask the Masters podcast going? That thing is so tremendously popular. I've seen people in Europe reference it. I've seen people in Australia reference it. I, I, I don't think you guys know the, the kind of impact that you have on the pool industry. But it's hard to see it when you're, like, you're standing right next to a mountain. But uh, I mean, basically, how'd you get that thing going? Well, it's funny. You know, we back, I mean, we literally, we did a tile hands-on tile class in Arizona and we had a guy fly in from Australia and, and like seven other states flew in to do that class and, and that was probably the first time we're like holy shit people like we better we better pull this off right these people are actually going to spend a lot of time and money to learn something so you know it, it was actually the the idea spawned during the Genesis era and and part of it was we wanted a way to interact better and get more um, social media connection to all to everybody involved and and to be honest, we, we basically were told that they weren't interested. So instead of it being a Genesis idea, me and Dave, and, and actually early on, we had we had a couple other partners, which was Paula Benedetti and, and um, Grant Smith <clears throat> as the founders early on. Um, those guys got too busy to kind of stay involved. But the, the reality was we were looking for an outreach program to get, you know, when I was a member of Genesis early on, it, it was very pretentious and you didn't feel you know people weren't really approachable and I, you weren't sure how to get involved and sometimes you weren't you didn't feel involved and we, we wanted to fix that and so we brought the ideas up to start something like ask the masters and we, we really were told we're not interested in doing it internally but you guys want to do it on your own go ahead and we said well we're doing it let's go so it, it, we, weren't, we weren't even sure where it was going to go we, you know we we had a plan we had some rough ideas we put together a a, a weekend event in california with Mark's media and Randy Beard, who used to be in the pool industry and part of Genesis back in the day and had it had a decent, you know, studio and social media presence. And we brought in, you know, 15 or 20 of us guys that have been working together for all these years and, and just did, you know, a week, a weekend long, every hour on the hour, did a whole bunch of different podcasts, taped them all and talked. A lot of it was interviews and, 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 you know, we, we didn't have great direction we just like we need to get out there and start talking and be accessible and it was just an idea of how to do that and it slowly evolved into what it is now where we're, we're where we're and we're still evolving right we, we went from having an interview with a with a rick chafee and hey how'd you how, you know what do you do in the pool industry and realizing that although that was kind of you know fanboy stuff they kind of liked it but it really wasn't intriguing what we've learned is let's talk about different aspects of specific pool things and construction things or business oriented things or business building techniques. And let's start doing shorter podcasts about stuff that's, that's, you know, searchable and oneable. you know, how do you, how do you program this or how, how do you overcome X? Um, how, how do you plan to do a cost plus project? So we're going to start doing more and more of that because that really is what people want. 
and it and it's just continuing to evolve. We we were we weren't we were surprised how quickly it caught on. We were you know mesmerized by it. It's it's not a money making thing at all. Honestly, we haven't made any money yet. We've really just kind of got a, we've got a lot of sponsorship help to keep things rolling. But we, it's a really it's a time. It gathers. It takes a ton of time to do it right. But we we've, we've really fell in love with how well we're able to interact and really get involved, get the other people in the industry more involved and make them feel like we're all approachable people. Um, you know, now when we go to, we haven't been to a show for a couple of years, but even the, the last show I think we went to in Florida, man, we got tons of interaction. We had, we had, we had a stage presence there and people, we had, you know, 60, 80 people at each one of our, our talking events. And get, I think it was really key to making everybody start to know the people that are the instructors that were Genesis on a different level, instead of it being, that we, you know, these guys are unapproachable or, you know, I don't really feel like I'm not going to be part of that team or that's, that's not what I want to do. I just want to build basic pools and realize that we're all just normal people and all looking to make the industry better. I think that the Ask the Masters group on Facebook is very inclusive and it's an important resource for folks in the business. It's definitely helpful that there's a place to go for advice and an open forum for connecting with experts in this field. I know that it's important to folks to feel like instructors are approachable and that transcends the Watershape University side of things. That's great in helping elevate the industry. Well, because that's the ultimate goal, right? The, the goal was never to prove that we were better. It was to better the industry. And and for, and for whatever reason, it, it slowly became this 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 little group of guys that people didn't want to talk to and, and that seemed to want to like show that they were better than the rest of the industry. I, and, I, and there's no question that that perception was reality. Um, and we all, and I, and I, you know, we all started to feel that or act and, and maybe didn't do the right things over time just because we, we sort of became a gang um, and, and, and didn't do the right thing. So to, to make everybody feel included um, just out of, out of, you know, either lack of paying attention or just starting to kind of follow the, the, the group. And so we learned a group of us started to pay attention and said, man, this, this has got to be different. This is not why this was, not why we, why we came here. It might be why it was started. But it's certainly not not why most of us are here now. Most of us want to want to make this this whole industry better, and and a majority of the people in the industry want to get better. Um, but if you don't make it something easy and approachable, and you don't act as if you're you know normal guys, it makes it really tough to want to get involved. And and we knew that, and we saw that. And although we we tried to overcome it within Genesis, we, we that's why we ultimately had to all pull away because we couldn't overcome it because it just. It just, it wasn't just, it followed us. It was still the, the, the general mantra of the group that that's how, that's who we were. And we had to get out of that to start it over to get fresh and make people know that we don't want to be known that way. We want to be a different group of people. Well, I appreciate you having a frank and open discussion with us about it. Honestly, Pool Magazine is kind of like Switzerland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have to talk about it because the industry wants to know, but we don't have a preference. And I know that both of you have a tremendous group of individuals helping your teams, and I appreciate you letting us know your thoughts on the subject. Well, and, and like I said, I as much as we as much as we are Watershape University now, it's it's tough for me to talk bad about Genesis either. I, I have a ton of respect for many of the guys that were that are still involved from before, and even the new guys that have come in to fill some of the voids with that don't have maybe the same um, time behind the desk teaching, um, doesn't mean they're not excellent individuals in their own right and they don't have a lot to give it's just we we knew we could do something better and and we decided that's the route we wanted to go but i i will always carry the same mantra that whether you're listening to an ask the masters podcast to get some knowledge whether they're listening to your podcast to learn where to get education or they're you know taking an online course from watershape university or signing up for a class in, at national with genesis get the education start learning and and just figure out some 
you, you might fit better into Genesis. Go that route. Just don't stop learning and, and, and make sure you're humble enough to know you need help from all kinds of different people as you move up in the higher end product. You just, nobody can do it alone and nobody does. And it takes a lot of different people working on the same team to, to get a home run. Is that what you would do, Rick, if you were looking to take a program, just look at the course descriptions and see who's teaching what? I mean, if it was me, I'd find out which one I could take the, the soonest. But at the same time, find your people, right? That, that's what matters. Find the people that, because because once you, if I, regardless of the education I created or, or got out of, out of all these classes, my success is based on the relationships I got out of those classes. Mm-hmm. I, I took the education so I could apply it, but I, all those relationships I created over the years have made my company accelerate 10 times faster than just knowing the knowledge because I was able to rely on them to, to double check what I was thinking. I was able to rely on them. They, and, and a lot of those different relationships provide, we provide each other work all the time. Me and Dave Penton early on, before we even had asked the masters had provided each other different projects. I was designing projects in LA and calling him to get the, do the construction. I was sending hydraulic questions to him. He was giving them back to me. Um, you know, I, I have hired, Early on, I was hiring Dave Peterson to do a lot of hydraulics and design work before we had the knowledge and the comfort level to do it internally. Um, but all in all, you know, we do, we'll design a couple hundred projects a year now. Shit, we don't build but 30 pools max. So all those other projects are other pool builders that have either met me or learned from me or I've learned from them and vice versa. And so the relationships have made us super successful and given us the a better reputation alone than just because you know what's the best way to get referred to a job when they're already talking to a pool builder who who knows he's not the right guy and then refer him to me if that's not i mean a referral from another customer is one thing a referral from another pool builder is tremendous so and then and a lot of those guys i don't want the job either so i help them to design it and they get the construction of it anyway so it you know it's, it works both ways i mean it's it's been the best part of this whole thing has been the relationships, relationships, relationships. That's what has made us successful, both at the client level, the knowledge level, and and the end results. Well, thanks for your time today, Rick. We really appreciate having you on the show. That's all the time we have today, and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. A big shout-out to our sponsors over at Viking Capital. They're working with builders all around the country to get folks the financing that they need. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast.